Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? But yeah, I, uh, so I was kind of sitting at home and I didn't really have anything to do. And so I started watching all of the Marvel movies from the beginning. Uh, that's an investment. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I started Captain, the first Captain America on Wednesday. Oh, you're doing, you're doing like a chronological timeline watch. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Cause I've never, I've only seen probably about half of the movies. Speaking of World War II. Yeah, no kidding. It's our segue for the day. I feel like I was kind of on World War II overload after watching Captain America and then this. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a second. This bonkers ass time of an episode. Yes, I I don't quite understand. Well, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. All right, it. roll it back. Hi, I'm oh, Skyler. Hi, I'm Megan. This is the Feeny Call. You're listening call. to the Feeny Call. Yeah. We both said it. <laughs> I wish we had said it at the same time. If we had like lined up and said it at the same time. Anyway, that's going to take too much work. coordination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take way too much coordination. This is season five, episode six, No Guts, No Corey. Obviously, I play on No Guts, No Glory. So and this, it's a wild ride. It really is. This episode was part of like... It was a part of a technically a two-parter just with Sabrina. So Sabrina immediately starts this with an episode called Inna Gata Sabrina. And then it goes to this episode. But then You Wish and Teen Angel also continued this with Genie Without a Cause and then it concludes on One Dog Night. So I think there's only a crossover with this and Sabrina, but the time-traveling episode goes through other shows as well. So I don't, oh. think, I don't know if Salem necessarily is involved in those or if that's, like, something completely different. I, didn't, I haven't watched any of the other shows, so I can't really speak to that. But it was, like, these two and then also You Wish and Angel. So it's kind of a four-parter time travel, but a two-parter with Sabrina. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, all of the... We're going to take a couple TGIF shows and do time travel episodes. <laughs> yes. And I guess so they could, like, crisscross over each other. And the explanation is that why Salem is there and why he's like trying to contact Sabrina is because he got left behind when Sabrina was there. I don't know why she was there, but on she went date on that with date Eric. with Eric. <laughs> yeah, she went specifically to Philadelphia to go on a date with Eric. But mm-hmm. then the the whole thing is that she left Salem, I guess, or he just got left behind or he ran away. I'm not really sure. But he's mm-hmm. there because she was there in the last episode. And so this is not only kind of a two-parter in Boy Meets World, but yes, it's a crossover with Sabrina specifically. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Who's on the recap? Is it me? It's me, right? Yes. Yes, it is. You. I thought so. All right. Here we go. Um, da, 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 da. All right. So Corey and Topanga and everybody's learning about World War II. And then all of a sudden, Corey is like, I love you. I could never be in World War II. And then Salem is like, wibbity wobbity time wobbly. And they go back and it's 1945. And the U.S. is entering the war. And Corey's like, I got to go to war with the boys. And so the boys go to war and Eric can't go to war. And then suddenly the war is over. And Corey's like, OK, but he gets blown up and he loses memory. And he goes and dates some woman in France. And Sean goes to marry Topanga. And then they go and find Corey in the cafe in France. And he remembers stuff. And they come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was uh, not that too was bad. That was pretty close. I got, got almost all of it in there. 
it's it's not necessarily a dense episode in that a lot of things happen as far as the plot goes, but it's dense in that a lot of different elements occur. Like yeah. Eric not being able to go and his whole like taking care of the Liberty Bell, Amy at home, riveting mm-hmm. all over the place, Alan and Corey overseas, Sean, Corey asking Sean to marry Topango when he gets back, which is a whole whole other thing. And then obviously Corey losing his memory and getting stuck in France. This is a this wild is a, episode. <laughs> a dumb, what Sarah kept saying, why does this exist as we were watching? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was it like, you're right. Just... And she was, oh, go ahead. I don't, no, I was just going to say, it was, it was like, you know, somebody, like one of these writers got really high and pitched this, <laughs> and the rest of them got really high and said, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they probably I, were like, we need a crossover. And they were like, a crossover, but also we could time travel. And they're like, I know, right? Like, it wasn't the last episode, wasn't enough weird, you know? Like, when I love when Feeney gets up there and just says, hmm, This is weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's true. That's an honest to God reaction right there. Oh, <laughs> I have so many problems with the fact that Corey asked Sean to marry Topanga. Who is that helping? What, what well, is somebody needs to this? take care of her. She's a fragile young lady. I swear <laughs> to God. But also, why, first of all, what if she doesn't want to marry Sean? What if Sean doesn't want to marry her? And also, what if she wants to go find, like, she's all like, I'll never find anybody else. But we all know that's bullshit. So, like, why doesn't she just go out and find somebody new for herself? Why does it have to be Sean? Because, Megan, she's a fragile young lady and needs to be taken care of. All right? You're right. You're right. She has no means to provide for herself. <laughs> she needs a man in her life. God damn it. They're also like still in high school. Why does she even need to get married right now? I mean, I like understand. that. I don't know. Like 17 year olds got married in the 40s. That was. That's true. The, oh, that's wild. The, I like. I, I agree with you. Like it's all. It's all dated. And it's all horseshit. But it's not unrealistic that a couple seventeen-year-olds went to war. One of them was like, "If I die, marry her and take care of her for me. Make sure that she's well fed and well housed." You know. Yeah. Like, like a fucking it's, horse or something. <laughs> right. It just is unbelievable to me that that was like a part of history that that actually occurred. I'm it sure like, did. What the hell were you people thinking? But anyway, mm-hmm. what'd you learn? Did you learn anything? <laughs> um, I learned. Uh, <laughs> yep, I, that sounds about right. Oh, God, I don't know. I, I, I true. I, I don't even know what to take away as like if, how to extrapolate a lesson from this. What do you have something? My, <laughs> I wrote down two things. And the first thing I wrote down is when you go back to the 1940s, don't promise your girlfriend, your best friend, it's weird. But the second Good. thing that I wrote down <laughs> was, I guess, if you could draw kind of anything from, I guess, I don't know, like the theme of like war, and then also Amy, just continuously saying he's not, he's out there somewhere, I know he's not dead, is just don't lose hope. I guess when uh, when you're faced with all of these um, trials and tribulations, don't lose hope. I guess we're That's stretching. Really, yes, we really are. <laughs> That's all you kind of can do in this in this one because there's really no like. This is supposed to be, I think, a fun 
whatever crossover. It's a, it's a fluff piece. Have, it's yeah. a fun fluff. There's nothing to it. No. So now it's now what does happen in this thing. episode. All right, are a couple of things we need to talk about. Okay. One. <laughs> Apparently, Pearl Harbor gets bombed and Feeney gets a telegram at the high school about it. Yeah. <laughs> comes in Weird. to tell everyone. Yeah, so apparently, I don't know, Feeney's so tapped in that he gets a telegram right away. That's yeah. like, Pearl Harbor was bombed and he gets that telegram. He doesn't learn about it from the news like everyone else. Nope. <laughs> nope. Then, I, I feel like maybe they could have had like a radio that they're all sitting around listening to or something because right, yeah, the right, telegram that would have is, a little, it. is a little much. John Adams High is uh, not not only ahead of its time, illegally ahead of its time with an integrated <laughs> high school. Uh, <laughs> Feeney is actually an undercover spy. There's a couple. There's a couple of black kids in the background here at John Adams, yes. and I was like, mm, okay, you know what, y'all are. Listen, I'm happy for you. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. I was I'm not the same thing. I'm not saying, like, ah, oh, that's not historically accurate. You should have done it this way. I'm just, like, we need to call it out. Um, yep. <laughs> and, Definitely and didn't detention. happen until after World War II. But whatever. Yes. Okay, so then it's December. It's early December, mid-December. Yes. And they're all going to this party, this going-away party at Chubby's. And everyone, no one's got a fucking coat on. Nope. All right. <laughs> nope. And I'm like, it's like December 8th. Although, I mean, yes, the United States had been very indirectly involved in World War II for the last several years. And mm-hmm. FDR had been moderately playing the political game of not entering the war, but like aiding the allies and hanging out with Churchill. Um, Of course. So yes, Pearl Harbor was just like the big, the big excuse to join the war formally. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, at that point, how can you not? Yeah. Which it's funny, you know, Corey says like, I'm so glad we're not mixed up in that war over there, which is, I don't know, surprisingly accurate in that, like, the majority of Americans did not want to get involved in World War II due to, like, an increase in isolationism and a fear of having the economic fallout that happened after World War I. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, you know, (laughs) it had only been 20 years. Everyone that was around is still around, and you're like, no, I don't want to do another big war. <laughs> yeah, like, so true. I can't. Like, I totally get imagine. that. <laughs> yep. A world war today is also scary and threatening for any number of reasons, but mm-hmm. at least, it, like, if one occurred today, there are very few people standing around that are like, no, I still remember the last one. That's <laughs> you know? true. Like, That's so true. Whereas it was like anyone that survived World War One was like, oh man, we are just you kidding did me? this. This <laughs> again, know? you guys. Yeah. Especially since very it was much so. fucking Germany again. They're like, seriously, you guys <laughs> learned from the last time that this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, let's not get involved, please, in this because I get this it. is just I get it. this is just whiplash from yeah, twenty years ago. It um, is well, and and here's the thing too. It's really easy to look back now and say like, how could America not get involved with all the atrocities the Nazis were committing against against everyone? Mm-hmm. And the you know the interesting thing is just like how, I guess I'm, I'm not gonna say like a, a well kept secret, but how avoidant that information was at the time mm-hmm. and and how like it wasn't immediately clear just exact like it, i don't know if anybody that wanted to know could have known 
Uh, but a lot of people didn't want to know and therefore didn't know didn't. about yeah. the, you know, like death camps and things like that. You know, if you remove the knowledge of genocide mm-hmm. and you look at the war strictly as a battle of territory, much the way I think a lot of Americans did at the time, where like Germany's mad how the lines were redrawn during, after World War One. Um, and like a reclaiming of territory, then like I too would be like, oh, well, we have no business getting involved in that. Like that's messy and fucked up. But like, but that's Europe's problem. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. It's like where you draw your borders, it's not my problem. Yeah. We seceded Um, from those fuckers a long time ago. Like we're good. Sure. Thank you. We'll have none of that. Right. But then like if you're like, oh, and we're also, you know, massacring large groups of people as quickly as possible. Uh, then it's like, oh, yeah. okay, now, now it's now we got it, yeah. <laughs> now we gotta um, get involved. And then I want to talk about how quickly the war ends, and they're still in the same fucking hole. They didn't move <laughs> anywhere. They didn't advance. They're still in a hole in the ground in France, apparently. And they're all <laughs> still there. And I'm like, what? What exactly? I guess happened. Like, what were they? What was their purpose? over there that they were just sitting in this hole for however long none of them look injured none of them look like they've seen battle they're just sitting in this hole yep still in that same fucking hole for a couple years because here's the thing they're clearly still in france because that's where my memory loss Corey ends up in paris right so you know if we're if we're to extrapolate historically speaking they were you know, allied forces that like maybe participated in, in D-Day and landed at Normandy and mm-hmm. and they're in France and they're helping to, you know, retake French territory from, from Germany. Mm-hmm. But like once, <laughs> once France was taken, the allied powers advanced towards Berlin <laughs> yep, I... and met up with the Russians <laughs> on the other side. It, they didn't all, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, like a lot of allied powers hung back to like maintain France, I suppose. <laughs> but, like, they're that, still that's... in the same fucking hole. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's the only thing that I can think is they were there to just like, if anyone else came, they'd be like, fuck you or we're fighting back. But like, that's the yeah. only thing I can think of because... There's just, it makes no sense that they're just, like, in this hole for years and years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just hanging out. Also, like, in the middle of nowhere, not even in, like, Paris, necessarily. Yeah. It looks like they're just in the middle of, like, countryside France. They're in the, in the what, the Ardennes or the Bulge? Where are they? Um, yeah. Trying to, like, remember my, <laughs> my it, European history and, right. like, contextualize a battle. It all happens extremely quickly. They hear on the radio that the war is over and Corey mm-hmm. just jumps out of the hole like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to which, you know, then there's another interesting prospect in that, like, World War II didn't end all at once. Yes. <laughs> the Atlantic battle with Germany and Italy and, you know, the various battles happening in North Africa, that mm-hmm. all ended first, but the Japanese fighters continued fighting after that and then obviously the the nuclear bomb was developed and dropped and that ended things pretty succinctly i do i will say i love the fashions in this episode i love all of the girls dresses and i think the guys look really good in this episode 
Like Eric, mm-hmm. how he's not in uniform, but he's always in some 1940s getup. He looks really good. I just love Eric's headshot. I think it looks really great. It's <laughs> yes. really, really good. Again, Eric, like batting down the potentially homophobic jokes when Jack is like, you know, people will talk. And he's like, I know that's a really good picture of me. <laughs> I'm like, God bless. I love him so much. I noticed something, and I don't know if you noticed this, but at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the episode where Corey picks up Salem, why is he holding Salem like He's that? He's holding him so uncomfortably. So yeah. odd. It's like, I can't believe as a cat, as the cat trainer or whoever the cat's owner is, that he wasn't like, wait, wait, wait. What are how? What are you doing? Why are you holding my cat like that? This is mm-hmm. how you hold a cat, and showed him how to do it properly. And maybe Ben Savage is like mildly allergic to cats and he's never had one but still it just seems like common sense to me that you don't pick a cat up by its middle and just hold it like a weird handbag like a and not flower sack or something yes i'm like support yeah. his legs just stuck out to me yes i i can agree with that my last note that i had was i don't understand why why they went ahead with the wedding even though Eric was still overseas searching for Corey. Why did they why didn't they wait for Eric to get back or even wait to hear anything from Eric? They were just like, we're gonna go ahead with this wedding, even though there's someone actively looking for Corey who could still be alive. I don't understand. You know everything else. It also <laughs> Well, yeah, and then Amy and Topanga show up without mm-hmm. any I don't know, like Eric's been searching for four months or something yep. <laughs> uh, or whatever. And then like Amy and Topanga appear exactly where they need to without, I don't know, you know, like they, yeah. they don't even, they don't even pass off like, oh, Eric sent a telegram. He found Corey. There's no. No, they just, they just know where he is now. Well, yeah, because um, even if he had sent a telegram, they wouldn't be able to get over there just like that. And why is Topanga still in her wedding dress? What is happening? The, what is going the on? The drama. It's for the drama. That's true. This no, just, it's good. It's fun farce yeah. sometimes, obviously. It's just um, kind of a chaotic episode, but and super unnecessary. But it's one that definitely sticks out in my brain very yes distinctly. it is it is chaos for sure and as far as time travel episodes go this one might mm, i liked the first one i like the russian spy one better than this yeah one. i think i do like that one better i like this time period for the characters better like i like season five better than i think we had the first one in season three yeah so i like this time period for the characters better but yeah i think i like the other one much better yeah the russian spy one is is my favorite of the time travels. Natasha I don't like, I don't, I don't love the Casablanca one. Yeah. Um, that one's not my favorite. I think it's, I don't know. Maybe has... when we rewatch it, I'll like it more, but I don't recall liking it very much. Yeah. I recall liking Eric in it. Cause he's funny mm-hmm. and he's like the detective, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a Sherlock Holmes slash Casablanca nonsense. It's just very, it feels weird out of context. So maybe it will make more sense in context, but maybe I would say this one. And the last one was like Corey's dream. It was supposed to be kind of like a play on the wizard of Oz where he gets zapped and then he goes away and then he wakes Mm -hmm. up and he's like, "Ah." this one really makes like zero 
sense, I guess, to me, other than Salem just being like, all right, we're going back in time just for the hell of it. I would say the next one makes the least amount of sense, but it they still Yeah, it's like a magic closet out of nowhere or something. Yeah. It just starts yes. to deteriorate the, the longer we go on with these uh, mm-hmm. time travel episodes, for sure. These time travel episodes are the current equivalent of a musical episode because these yeah. existed before the popularity of the musical episode. So true. Um, not that I think this show could have benefited from a musical episode other no. than if it were like a Feeny show. <laughs> obviously, yes. obviously we know that he can sing and dance. Um, That's true. But I don't think any of the other cast members on this show I guess Wilfred L would have been a blast in it. Um, oh, he would have been so funny. Even if he could If it sing. had been... If it had been a musical episode that centered on Feeny and Eric, then it could have been a blast. Yes. I, but if I it were a musical that. episode that centered on Corey, Sean, and Topanga, it would have been subpar. That's correct, yeah. I feel like we could have had, it should have centered around Feeny and Eric, and then maybe they have, like, one song. Yeah, 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 yeah. They can be around. I'm not saying you can't have them on, <laughs> but, like, but the, the crux would have been Feeny and Eric. We know Morgan can sing. Maybe she could have been, like, the narrator and taken us through. Ugh. Maybe this would have been a good idea, but only for Feeny and Eric. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think this these time travel episodes are, are what would be the musical episodes of the series. I guess yeah, the musical episode is kind of gone by the wayside now, though. That was... I haven't seen one of those in a while, huh? No. There are some comedies that are still kind of coming out, and I feel like there are potentially musical moments in them. I'm trying to think of a specific example. Yeah, when's the last time you saw a musical episode of something, yeah, of anything? That's what, I, that's what I'm, I can't, I don't know, you know? I can't I mean, think besides, besides a show that is, by design, musically speaking, like I'm talking about a normal-ass sitcom, that gets a one-offer. That might be why. Maybe that's why, is because then Glee started gaining popularity, and then it was you Mm -hmm. either have a sitcom or you have a Right, like you do your musical musical show or don't. Yeah, or like a musical dramedy, basically. Which, like, I'm okay with. I'm fine with that, too, honestly. I would prefer to watch an entire show where good singers sing as opposed Uh to a good show where bad, good actors, but bad singers try to sing for an episode. Mm-hmm. Who was your MVP? I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want me to go first? <laughs> I guess, I guess it's Topanga. Okay. I don't know. I don't, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Amy just because uh-huh. I mean, everyone else was ready to give up and, like, call it a day and be like, yep, Sean and Topanga forever, whatever, who cares, bye, Corey. And she's like, no, uh, no one, there was not, like, a search that happened for him. Everyone just assumed that he was dead. I know, I can feel it in my bones that he's not dead. I want to find him. And she doesn't necessarily go, obviously, she sends Eric, but then she does eventually go herself. But I think that that's just a very sweet thing, that she is not giving up hope and... And that she eventually goes and they all find him. So I, I voted for Amy. Uh, and she's like I doing guess. her best at home with the war effort and all of that. She's like talking about the other women. She's like, they go home and feed their kids. Whatever, slackers. I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll agree with you and give it to Amy. Because like I said, <laughs> I didn't learn anything in this episode. So yep. I'm going to just go with you. <laughs> yeah. No one imparted any knowledge onto another character. So 
I guess. No. This is what I mean, we I, this is what we got. Maybe I'll give it to Feeney for the single one line delivery of this is weird. <laughs> Sean and Topanga. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, he, I'll go with you and we'll give it to Amy. Amazing. I did it. I won him over. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, you can find us on the things. We're all there at the Feeny Call podcast on Instagram, at Feeny Call on Twitter and Facebook. You can send us an email, Feeny Call podcast at Gmail. Leave us a voicemail if you want to get on the show. Questions, comments, concerns, all of the above. We love to hear from you guys. So that's it. Thanks for listening, y'all. As <laughs> always, class dismissed.